Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi, everyone. It's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. Um, currently, we're reading Legendborn by Tracy Dion, and today we're discussing chapters 33 through 35. But before we get into those lovely fresh chapters, let's briefly hark on how we got here. So previously on Wizard Team, Bree and Cell are stuck in a hole together. But as they go on their journey through this hidey hole, um, which is a tunnel, Cell decides that Bree isn't a demon and therefore is uninteresting. Bree doesn't know how to feel. She just knows that she is disturbed, perturbed, and mipped, and that is carrying on with her. Um, Cell uses this to continue to read her, and it's very funny. Um, they are somehow followed by these mysterious hell foxes who can detect Cell, even though they're not supposed to, and Cell can act to detect them. Bree is able to black girl magic her way into punching through one's body. It's gross and disgusting. Thor has, uh, Tor has been awakened while they have been hunkered together. Um, Nick found, finds out that he, Cell and Bree were in that situation because Cell set them up um, to get Bree to show that she was a demon. Bree is healed and teased by William in the lodge. Um, and he it's basically also on some Cell. Girl, I don't even, I'm not even messing with you like that. And it's hilarious. Um, she learns that she's been moved on to the third trial, which is in five days. And she is during this time seeing how Cell is going, um, being responded to by Nick and everyone in the order is finding sympathy for him. She talks to Nick about it. Nick's like, don't worry about it. I got it. Um, she also meets with Patricia and another student and root crafter named Mariah. Both of them looked very concerned about Bree's a choice to go into the order and all those racism she's going dealing with and they're like girl why bother brie is slightly offended but it's also understanding and like she feels good to have an outlet to explain the things that she's uh missed with there um she also finds out that there's a black student movement in the concept of community that her father told her about um and we realize it's only been a week so brie really hasn't had the time to build that community yet and she's excited to have that invite into it and she's similarly invited by Mariah to connect to her ancestors. But as that magic starts to work its way into the conversation, Brie starts feeling really deep bouts of grief. Um, and it hits her so hard, um, she actually runs away from her trauma and from in the so doing, runs away from Patricia and Mariah as well. And that's where we were in the last episode of Wizard Team. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> anyway, so now we start on chapter 33. Um, so she, uh, Brie, uh, runs away from Patricia and Mariah and ignoring their call. She had like a fitful bout. Uh, she tries to take a nap, doesn't really work. Um, and then she heads to the training, feeling more tired and exhausted than she had before she tried her um, sad nap. And you know what? Sometimes a sad nap doesn't work, but it's always worth the effort. It's always worth the attempt. Um, <laughs> I just need you guys to know that while this is one of my go-to coping mechanisms. 
<laughs> yeah. But also, it kind of makes sense in this, like, there's, it's a lot of stuff compounded. Yes. And she actually, so it's like, and it's also like, she's only had, I think we talked about it last episode, like, she only had six hours of sleep. Yeah. So, like, trying to take a nap in that situation, you probably needed more time to sleep. Oh, definitely. And I think so. It might be that too. She might. For Brie, it's like exhaustion compounds on itself. And like, there's like, I think there's like Mm -hmm. a study because I'm obsessed with like the fact that my mom doesn't sleep, just so you guys know, like a little insight into like what keeps me up at night Um, (laughs) that you can kind of catch up on sleep and exhaustion to a certain extent, but there becomes like a point when it just like literally takes time off of your life like it's just like okay that's like it kind of goes into what we're going to get into at the at the end of this chapter like there's a debt <laughs> there's like an, a, a sleep or rest debt and after and it, it accumulates and then it's like after a while <laughs> the only option is abatement so yeah it's if you're listening to this get your sleep okay so it's like sleep is like if you when you play me you play yourself exactly very much so um and so there is like you know multiple kinds of exhaustion she's like physically exhausted she like had to escape like the physicality of running from those health boxes right like Mm -hmm. on its own she's emotionally exhausted mentally exhausted because Stell has been tracking her down like a demon she's literally been in life-threatening um Mm-hmm. And two life-threatening situations back-to-back in less than, like, an hour. Um, and the way that your mind has to shift from, like, Cell is the threat to Hellfoxes are the threat. And, and I'm supposed to now trust Cell to help me get away from the Hellfoxes, even though 20 minutes ago he was trying to kill me. Um, all of that stuff is compo- compounded on Brie. And to, so safe to say, she's at, like, her wit's end. Is she, though, because it doesn't actually get any better. Um, <laughs> Where's her wits of beginning? Like, where's yeah. Her- yeah. <laughs> we're getting, we're like, right, we're almost there. Right. Um, so then she heads to the training. Nick had told her that, Gilly, that Jillian is a good one. And he personally asked her to oversee the training and to look after her in the training. So there's two trainers, Liege Owen Roberts, squire of a fallen scion of Boris. Where he thinks about what that means to be a fallen scion and to um, have like lost your life um, while awakened or, you know, just kind of trying to think through what exactly that means. And then Gillian Hanover, who is a Liege of K, never awakened and missing a limb has a prosthesis possibly injured in battle because um, it also mentions that she, even as a liege, has been sent around by the order um, to fight. So, which is like, it, I, 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 um, well, like for one, this is like the first time we've seen other lieges, like other than Daddy Davis, Davis. um, and uh. Yeah, it's just interesting to see, right, right? Because he's very, like, deep in the lore and, like, this all pageantry and all this stuff, right? He's really, like, feeling his Wheaties as a scion of Arthur. Um, Whereas then, in this case, you see the more, like... The lower level. already. (laughs) Yeah, well, not even just, like, lower... Like, that, but also, like, the real consequences, I guess. And, like, the actual danger and, like, what 
could happen like you see these people who are older like uh what's his name he's the squire to a fallen scion of boars right like so like he lost his scion which is he was bonded to he was awakened also he's definitely gonna die soon because <laughs> he was awakened so he has to deal with abatement and like yeah jillian doesn't have to deal with that part but she has like you know she's being sent all across the world like a merlin like so they're fighting you know what i mean like they are in the thing whereas like lord davis is kind of just he's there for the the pageantry. He wants the yeah the pageantry the like glory but he's not like and sure like i'm sure he was fighting it's not that he wasn't doing i mean before, his back got broke like, by a demon so is he really keeping up with it did training? like <laughs> but it's like he really <laughs> up in the training like no right he's probably now? not up on it now but i'm saying at a certain point like yeah he was he was one of them you know what i mean like he was definitely it's not like he was never doing anything i'm sure but it's just like the nature of i think prestige and um like where you're ranked and like all these other things so you see yeah like you just see him being like oh this is all great and i'm the head and the whoop-de-whoop and then you see them and they're you know a lot more like gritty and i guess real if that makes it also goes to kind of show like for me what i got from this is like yes like lord davis is like you know liege uh former scion of author so he thinks um and so his all of his like post awake or not awakening but like eligibility i guess what i don't know what they call it but like once he's aged out basically of being um a potential scion of author it's all like you said like pomp circumstance ceremonial but like titled and influential um so you could kind of see why he would want to stick around what i get from like jillian and owen is like oh there's no getting out <laughs> like yeah yeah like, what did nick think he was doing like did nick really think he was getting out when he saw all these old grizzled people still but even for Bree, it's like how far are you going to take this because um if you do pledge yourself or you become not that she actually has a choice because she's author but um if in her mind and her plan right now like if you do be like become a squire for nick and you um and nick gets awakened and camlin happens it's not just like oh i get through this time at north at unc and i get through this like particular battle and then i can go on and like live a life it's really like no matter where you're at they will call on you to train to and we'll see in bloodmark too some other like lieges who are less tied to the order, but they're still involved in like all of the drama and the the politics and shenanigans. And so it's not like, oh, this is a thing that I did during this specific time in my life, and then I turn if I'm if I'm not awakened, you know, so there's no abatement. Like I turn 35 and I retire and go get a normal life and like regular job right. and just distance myself from the orders like they can always call on you there's always more things that you are expected to do and so it's a lifelong it's like a truly lifelong commitment whether it's that your life ends around 35 or <laughs> you luck out and are not awakened but then you're you know being sent around to fight demons when you're in your 30s or 40s or mm -hmm. you know or train children when you're in your 40s or whatever so it's just like one of the things where you really start to think about like how enmeshed and how deep the order goes and how 
far it infiltrates everyone's life who has anything to do with them at any point in time. Um, and I always think about this, like, I think about this a lot when we talk about, like, going to college in general, um, or, like, education in general, where I'm like, I was expected to make these decisions at 15 that, like, follow mm-hmm. me and stick with me. And, like, knowing who I was at 15, like, why can't we... <laughs> Yeah, that's why I've always, like, loved, like, the idea of, like, a gap year or something like that. But, like, why can't I take a moment, let my, like, hippocampus, hippocampi or whatever, Mm. and then make these decisions that, like, are long-lasting decisions, right? And so it's even more so. And and a lot of these kids didn't make the decision. They're born into it. It's a cult. Right. So um, it just, like, it's one of those moments that really makes you think about how large this world is like even outside of the story of legend born and Bree's story of like just like what are the stories of like you know gillian hanover <laughs> doing a favor for her king who is 19 years old and filling this chick right like he's 17 like 17 even... right right because he's yeah. college. like yeah just that's the cool thing about i think it's a good smart choice for and i guess um i'm gonna i think it might have been this chapter, but uh, another one where I really think there are some things that are very much like authorial choice that I really think are well done in this story. And I think that, again, making these big lifelong decisions at this time period where you're like in college is like something that every like 18 year old generally in the US goes through. Um, but like, you know, within that time frame, you're making like you're taking out student loans that are going to be with you for who who knows how long because they don't get canceled, right? Like, it's, this is all yeah. these things, right? She's talking and about a, abatement. <laughs> and it's like all for the like, hopefully, be able to pay to live in society at a better wage than if you were not to attend college. And it's like these are these are lifelong decisions you're making at the tender age of just coming out of whatever educational program. And even if it's not college, yeah. right? Because I'm dealing with this right now with one of my nieces who is not doing well. Um, she's uh, she took the community college route, but she's still just not. She doesn't know what she wants to do. She doesn't. She doesn't. School doesn't speak to her. And I, we're trying to explain to her like you don't have to go to school, right? So she's like now like well maybe I'll do trade school or something like that. And it's like you don't have to go to school to find something but like every choice that you make is going to like really set up something and like I was just like do not go to trade school if you are not sure that you want to be in that trade like she's talking about cosmetology school and I'm like you talk about college tuition like cosmetology school that is expensive and like, yes, it's a shorter amount of time, but like you have to still get like, you have to be licensed in certain places. And, you know, like there's a lot of money that you have to put up front. And if you do not pursue cosmetology, that does nothing for you. Like at least in college, right? right? Like there's so many people you always hear about like, oh, I'm not working in my in the, my major or I'm not doing, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of working in my major because I was smart enough to be like, I want a communications degree instead of a film degree because then it just, you know, is more whatever. But you can have a bachelor's degree in biology and then do something completely different, but you have a bachelor's degree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have a cosmetology, such so like licensing, and you don't do cosmetology, like that's a lot of money to invest to go nowhere, right? So like, yeah, it's just weird mm-hmm. 
And um, to think about in a book about author and the Knights of the Round Table and Ether, like that, like at its core, it's the same thing, right? You're making this decision, especially for once born, a once born like Brie. Um, mm-hmm. Well, they think she's she, what we think what is what we a think one. is the one yeah. like Brie, right? Where she could, and I think like. Yeah, I, I think like that's especially this like section of chapters. I think because she's coming up on the third trial, and it's like you really she thought she was this? gonna have more time. She thought she was gonna have like six weeks to do this. Like not mm-hmm. only because you know to train and learn how to fight, but also like, am I actually gonna bind myself to Nick or some other Scion? You know what I mean? Could be could be William. Who knows? But like, mm-hmm. am I going to actually do that to get to this goal? But even if it's like. You know, she was telling Mariah and Patricia, like, I'm not with them, I'm against them. But at the point that you start taking their oaths, and like, even if you are like, okay, I'm, I'm I have the, enough power to punish the people who, like, who killed my mom, then what? When you're done with that, yeah. you can't leave after that. There's no getting out, right? It's like, it's literally yeah. joining, like, yes, it's a cult, but it's also the mafia. Like, there's no getting out. It's a gang. <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or a gang, right? Like the mafia is also a gang. Um, yeah, but like you, you get out in blood. They take it in blood. Like and so, like <laughs> once you're a vampire, you can't be not a vampire. Like exactly, it's true. exactly. It's and so, true. and I think that's like one thing that um, we'll see later in this in this chapter in particular when she, when Patricia kind of confronts her, which is like you're going down a path in which like there isn't an easy escape from and mm-hmm. and why you know like what's the crux of that so um so she meets these two trainers just to like get us back on to what's actually happening the legions will train them until thursday's trial and then they will be um overseeing or refereeing the trial while all of the um Scions, regents that are nearby, the, um, what are they? All of the things, I really, like, feel Just like that Charlie Day gif with all of the, the, um, notes and the string and just, like, the, yeah, conspiracy. I mean, okay, we always talk about, like, the notes and stuff that, like, George R. R. Martin has for his, like, epic game of thrones whose line and what goes where and all the political but like just the title tracy you were an overachiever in (laughs) in um school you were the person whose group who i hated being on a group project with because not only was it a group project but then you had these big plans with a lot of steps and i was like not everybody gonna be able to follow along with all these steps Tracy. you're like no but once it comes together it'll come together it'll be perfect it'll be brilliant and i'm like but there's gonna be some slackers in our group tracy and who's the pick up thing slack and, you, and she's like nope i got it i got it because all of these goddamn titles <sighs> this is like my third time reading legend board fourth time reading legend board and now i'm reading it like wither team style so slow and deep i still don't i still cannot get a handle on I'm the titles the, I, the glossary needs to be up so is it, the, is it the titles or is it the welsh that you're, you're like yeah it's both but it's also just like it's the it's the, there's so many different so it's lieges like are former scions scions and, and flyers 
So Legendborn, the former Legendborn. No, but they're still yeah. Legendborn. I think Legendborn is just like who you are. Yes. I don't think but if you former... just like say no, Legendborn, I think is if you're in those lines. Like you, even if the people who are training to be in those lines who never get like make it, like they never make it through the trial, yeah, or like whatever, or they Vaughn, never get... or not Vaughn, but I don't the think they are. are that I don't think they're, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you can call them Legendborn until the. I actually... think they are Legendborn. They're like in the battles. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm, but they're not legend born. They're not. They're not oh, in the only line. Only the ones that are in the line. Only the scions. In the pages yeah. and the squires. What squires? No. Well, no, like it's no. it's just the scions. It's just the scions. And then the squire, the squires. Then like it's like they, they yeah, the ones who get called are the legend born, and then like the squires share that power or whatever. But they're but not. They're not like, called. They're called. Be, or they're awakened yeah. because of their squireship. Anyway. Yeah, or they get bound, they get bonded, and then they awaken. <laughs> yeah. So everybody else yeah. at the order at this chapter will be watching this trial on Thursday. Y'all yeah. figure out what that means and what them titles are. <laughs> but all them, all them people, oh, what's going on with the sun here? But oh well. Um, all them people will be watching while these two lieges referee the trial on Thursday, and. I'll just, I'm just in the sun. Um, the, so they, so they have until Thursday, right? So Cell comes in to demonstrate using the quarterstaff. Vaughn does that very much like know-it-all Hermione. Ooh, 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 I know what all of the, each line has a preferred weapon. Yeah. Um, and so they are focusing on the quarterstaff, which is the preferred um, weapon of what's his face? <laughs> it's the it's or, the science of no. o, Owen. Elaine. The one Elaine. who has the Owen. The one who has the lion. They get a lion and a quarter staff. And a quarter staff. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's giving Andy Dwyer like I like yeah, model you in like I traded them <laughs> all of our army for the lions and you're like okay. <laughs> Um, I still really what are lions gonna do in a battle I'm like what are we doing no I mean I'm thinking because it's an ether construct so I'm thinking it's like you know like Cell with his hellhounds or whatever but I'm but then you have to try to maintain focus on a lion while also trying to hit people with your staff but maybe it's easy for them because they that's their why is it not like a moose I don't know what are the major um, why is it not a moose okay because lions are something that bothered me for so long Asia and Africa. Right. What How is did thing? lions is like become sigils in Great Britain in the olden times? Because how did they know about some dang lions? It's like having an elephant as a sigil. Yeah. Like, why would you have that? Like, what is that doing there? How did lions become, like, did they just, like, when was the earliest, like, zoo? Like, how did that become part of freaking, like, family sigils it really it boggles my mind why am i googling animals native to england only well it actually needs to be whales they, they could have had a puffin they could have had a bat they, there's a lot of they, have, they had wolves whales. i'm like wolves would be more prominent than lions i don't understand why that's this happened this way well hold up hold up dolphins hold up. a deer uh, that's what i'm thinking a deer i'm in the i'm in i'm in the royal mint i'm in www.royalmint.com <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, just to cite my sources, you know. But it says the lion is one of the earliest animals to appear in royal emblems, the traditional or traditional symbol of bravery, strength, and valor. The first recorded use was the gift of a blue shield decorated with the small golden lions given to Geoffrey Plant somebody by Henry the First as he married Henry's daughter Matilda so in 1127. As long as England has had a shield of its own, it's always featured in a lion in some form. But where did they get the so, lion? Who, where, who stole I the mean, lion? I mean, by 1127, it's not like they were cut off from the rest of the world. You know what no, I mean? I'm not saying that they were cut There's off. There's a whole ocean. There's ocean. I'm, no, not to. No, it's, the, it's just the Mediterranean. Yeah, like they, not to get to Asia. It's not like they yeah. weren't in Africa like at the that channel. time. They just weren't. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like they were like. I'm not Actively, worried about how they got. You know, it wasn't the it wasn't the 15, it wasn't the, the 16th century. It was like earlier, but they were still crossing. And I'm sure, like, when was the uh... Silk Road and all that stuff? That was the 1400s, yeah, like the 13 uh, and 1400s. I understand that they know of the lion. I'm saying, how did the lion get a place of prominence? Like, prominence they saw it there. and they said that's a majestic ass beast. But, they, but you, you, it. Yeah, you were able to catch it in a cage. In a cage. So imagine having a magical ether stag or deer with them fucking antlers. That's what I'm saying. A moose, like mooses are killers. Y'all don't be, don't fuck they with huge. a moose. They're they are huge. huge. They will run. Bears. Why not a bear? Bears Why are not a bear? bears. I don't think are, they have bears do in they Wales either, bears? though. They don't have bears. Yeah, I don't think they have, they bears. have bears. I don't think, I think. No. I, yeah, I just I feel it. like I feel like in this case it makes sense because again they're they're from the the British. They got a lot of bats and toads. Toads are deadly. They love they lo- lions are, are seen as like you know brave, valorous, like early. all of those things. Bottlenose dolphins that you ascribe, are lion. priority species. This is I'm okay, on but Wikipedia. do they do they embody the same like? But they make stuff up. They're they making this up. They're they making it up. No, of they are, but my point is that at the point that's that they thing. decided that the lion was going to be the thing, like they made it up. They yeah, but all of this is made up. Like, what do you mean? We make everything up. They made lions be like these majestic beasts or whatever in their mythology. Like they could have they could have picked yes, any and that's animal why he and gets a lion. They could have picked any animal. It could have been a deer, which is native. But they chose the deer easily prey, so I say no for that. But I'm well, like, something that I'm saying deer get hit on the side of the road. Yeah, like, but they have the antlers. I'm thinking about the, the you know. That's, it don't matter. They okay, look, we should move on. We should uh, move on. Oh. Um, I'm just glad to know this has also been a, a curiosity point for other people, because I've been like, how in the world so do lions? Somebody wrote, a, somebody wrote a study about it, probably. Yeah, we should figure that out, because I can't. it's fine. I just think that like the antlers of a majestic deer have the visuals. Maybe they're their prey or whatever, but they got the visual. And then I don't know. The Lannisters really like Baratheons took them, the Baratheons. Yeah, the Baratheons. <laughs> the Lannisters. The, talking about getting sucked by your own petard. Like that's the Baratheon house all the way. Nah. Down. Like and the Lannisters got them. They the lions. I'm just saying. Um. That's Even wolves. Wolves are that, dude. That's what I um, said, but that's what I said earlier. So, lions aside, even though we all agree that that is appropriation. Cell comes in to demonstrate using that quarterstaff. He looks super angry. 
um, Bree is like, ooh, you in trouble now. And um, is doing a demo fight. I forget what those are called. Demonstration? Demonstration? It's a demonstration, or but like the, those... They, uh, like uh, bar. Bar. Yeah. Um, with Owen. Liege Owen. And Bree is like, oh, he's showing out. Like, he's showing up and out. I mean... And there's also the, like, the, it's, we talked about a couple episodes ago about, like, the triangle and how it's, like, at first Nick was the point of the, the top point and now it's, like, this is where it's starting to turn Brie. To, to Brie. But, so he, so one, Brie is, has been paying, you know, she only just started not hating him, but she's been paying obviously, as we know, she's been paying a lot of attention to him. So she knows that she's like, uh, to anyone else, he looks like his normal broody stoic self, but I can tell it's just a front. His casting smells acrid and sharp in my nose. Cell is furious. Um, she has and been then the fact that, like, this boy from the beginning. For hella long. Like, she's trying like, to kill her. Okay, but she knows what the different scents mean, like, ma'am. Um, but also, she realizes that after Brie. And like her, you know, she's, she's, her walls have been shattered after that interaction with um, Mariah and Patricia. And so she's angry and grieving. And so she sees her, her anger, sees Cell's anger. And, you know, it's like, we see each other. We good. Like, yeah, so she there, she's feeling drawn to that. And I think that um, it's one of the like tenets of like a love triangle. Yeah. Um, or a hit, if we want to call it. Either way, like... I think it's starting to try. It's starting uh, to congeal. Of you being, like, drawn to specific, like, features of a person, or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Brie very clearly has feelings for Nick, and it's a much more, like, it's very fast. It's very, like, intense right away. And it's, like, you know, just mutual attraction, and they have their little magical thing that they don't know about yet. And then in this case with Cell, it's, like... I understand his anger. I'm drawn to that. I feel sympathy for that. And I kind of want to, like, part of her is like, I just want to be mad like him. Like, let's just be mad. You know what I mean? So, like, it's just, they're very different things that draw her to each of them. Um, And I think this is definitely where you start to see that because he's no longer trying to murder her. Yeah. And I I do think that um, there's also a, you know, I think we've already gotten to where she's tried to talk to Nick about it. There's like a misunderstanding too. Um, and I think that also draws Brie into where it's like, especially after what's happened with Patricia and Mariah, it's like, okay, you are, um, I understand. I maybe not agree with his methods, but I understand his motivation. Like she, she said, like, I am lying. I am a distraction. And like, he does have like a almost like a higher calling and she feels a kin- kinship to that too because like she's lying and all this but her her search for what happened to her mother and her like desire for revenge to her feels like a higher like it excuses or it it it, it explains that um that need and that drive and so I think that also draws her to self kind of like not just that he's broody and you know whatever but also that people don't understand or or that they 
um, that they uh, explain away or just are like, you know, he's brought, or I forgot what William said, volatile, you know, but she's like, but no, he has like reasons to be that way. Reason. And they're, mm-hmm. and they're valid and you should like understand and respect those reasons. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, what she kind of probably wants to say to Patricia and Mariah. She's like, I have reasons for being in the order, and they're valid, and you should respect them. Like, I understand. Which I think she kind of does. And yeah. it's not that they're both, they're kind of like, I don't know. I don't think she, they really. I think that what they get a chance to like is like, I understand your reasons, but it's it's not worth the risk or like the reward isn't worth the risk and yeah i think that's the kind of the same thing with nick of like i understand Fell's reasoning but like the methods were not worth um the tactics that he used or like the right. results were and also like i don't and he was wrong yeah <laughs> right <laughs> it's that's the thing if he was if he had been right it would have been <laughs> It would have been moot, but since he was wrong, it was... He had to take that L. <laughs> yeah. It's giving um, that Cell is the little Wayne to Bree, Solange, and Mad. Like, they just both mad. <laughs> oh, my God. No, for real. Um, they may not be mad about the same things, but they're both mad at the same time. And so... Mad about something. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... So um, it's kind of showing off in his like bar against Owen and then injures him. Gillian takes him. The injury is so out of pocket because Owen did do nothing to him no, as he, far as I know. He's just trying to <laughs> he got to be there. there. But he got to be there. He got to be there. He's there. So, he said, so you going to help fight? So said, oh, so I, have to, I have to portray the demon. Also, it doesn't help that like Bree has been calling him Crossroads Child and People have been also, threatening him with like losing himself to the demon left and right. So mm-hmm. he's like, "You want demon time? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> Don't ask for demon time and then be upset when I when it's here." Yeah. Um, so then they start to like pair off. Gillian, Jillian, that G. Jillian. I want to say Gillian every single time, but it's Jillian. It might be Gillian. Like Gilligan, like Gilligan's Island. I mean, I don't know. I don't know her or her life. Um, Jillian pairs herself with Bree so that she can not just like, everyone else is kind of just like sparring. They have the training, the like they know what they're doing. They've already been taught how to use the weapon. Bree is, as <laughs> Jillian called her, basically. A baby needs to stumble before they can learn to walk. And she is like, but also yeah. she's correct. It's so funny because it's like, Jillian is like, she, if Brie wasn't, you know, very angry and grieving and just, you know, not having a good time, I think she would appreciate it more. Yeah. She's like, everyone's calling me baby, outsider. Um, they're calling me, what is right. it? Right. She's trying call- to, she messing with my... I'm in pain. Like I hate this. Like yeah. she's my ankle hurts. Philly, a cr- yeah. yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not playing with this. But also, I I like the context that Jillian said that in because she's basically saying because like Brie was noticing that she was like how tired and how hurt she was like physically mm-hmm. after their initial mm-hmm. sparring. 
And then uh, Julian was like, okay, now we can work on footwork. And Brie was like, shouldn't we have started working on footwork from the beginning when I was like in <laughs> better shape for it? And Julian was like, no, you got to crawl before you walk. And I was like, wow, like literally, you see yeah. it feels like crawling on the ground right now. But nah, she's got to figure out her walking while she feels awful. Okay, no, but now I'm mad because Jillian could have literally said you got to crawl before you walk and that would have been the end of it. And that like would not, she said, babies learn to walk faster on tile than on carpet. Now you have the incentive to get the footwork right. Yeah. And and all Brie heard was you just called me a baby. Yep. Yep. But the real lesson is you, I'm putting you in a dangerous situation for your body. So your body learns how to be Mm -hmm. in a dangerous situation. Right, because it's like right. you're going to be fighting these other people who are not going to go easy on you. And then if you get past this trial, which we all kind of know you probably won't, you're going to have to fight <laughs> demons. So <laughs> you got to be able to do this while also being injured or sore or, you know. It makes and sense. It's it, like. It does make sense. I'm just saying she, she could have used different And it's also kind of. It's also concerning, too, when you remember <laughs> that uh, she's one of the. She's the nice one. She's one of the nice <laughs> she ones. Is. She's one of the ones who didn't, she didn't abuse Nick. Like, yeah. Nick actually messes with her and trusts her. And she's this tough. And she Poor wasn't Nick. out here Poor baby Nick. So, she also, yeah. like... Um, so they're like, you know, she's learning. She's getting her butt kicked. Nick comes in after the training. Nick after <laughs> Jillian how she's doing. And Jillian's like, she's good. She reminds me of you when you were Eight. Like, goddamn. Yeah. I mean, to be um, fair, that was when Nick started his training and Bree is starting her training today. So it's the same. <laughs> it's a synonym. I mean, she's about as good as you were when you were eight. Uh, and then Nick is like, well, on the plus side, William is waiting. <laughs> so she goes and gets um, healed up. This is like one of the things that I would like a little bit interested in is like she understands like the debt the cost of using um ether and stuff she even like notices when she's on that memory walk like oh william healed me completely and like this lady healed healed enough of so that she was no longer in like life-threatening danger but like now her body can heal herself and i'm wondering like she then just goes back to like yeah william like take these eight away because she's not in like mm-hmm. she's training hard but like just i mean i guess she's in college so she can't just like go get in a bath of Epsom salt or something like that. But you know what I mean? Like get some icy hot girl. Like, why are you using ether? But I, I mean, I guess if it's already bound to him, why not? Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. I guess. He's going to use it somewhere else. Yeah. Dayton's um, already coming for him. I hate to say. <laughs> hate to say it, but yeah. That night, Brie dreams of her mother. She dreams of herself wearing shining ether armor while regents kneel before her. That is foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Remember this? Remember that scene in her dream? She dreams of looking down at Nick and reaching out for him, but he pulls away from her like a stranger. She dreams of herself in a graveyard, hands smeared in blood. She dreams of all this stuff. She wakes up, rested. She slept until noon and realizes, well, goes back to, you know, avoiding Patricia and Mariah um, and decide and also realizes though like oh I am in college I do have like an English test that I haven't studied for I have like these things so she gets ready to go to the library which is a great avoidance tactic while also being productive 
dear reader <laughs> or dear listener, um, something you don't want to deal with, go to the library. Um, but Patricia is standing outside of her dorm with her phone, looking like she's about to call her again. Um, and they have a confrontation. And Patricia tells her that basically she's worried about her and she thinks that Brie is suffering from... Well, she was she was looking at Brie as if she was just handling bereavement or like grief, but she believes that she's suffering from something um, closer to traumatic grief called persistent complex bereavement disorder and um, explains to her what that is and what that means and says like, it's obvious that like what Patricia was trying to do, which was therapy married with teaching her about root craft and her like ancestors and her people isn't going to really work because Brie doesn't actually want help processing her loss. Um, Brie Mm -hmm. snaps that like her mom is not lost, she was murdered, which is like, and then, and so the Oprah, the Oprah gift of like, mm, you, you're proving my point type of thing. Um, yeah. And I think too, like, it's the, like, it comes, it comes up again, maybe not in this chapter, I'm trying to remember, but like, she has guilt around her mom's death. And she, we saw it at the very beginning of the story. And up until now, she's focused her energy on being mad at somebody else. She doesn't know who, but she's been focusing that guilt and anger that she actually has it herself on this mystery person who may or may not have something to do with her mom's death um and so it's like this moment where again like patricia can kind of see like she says like you don't talk about your mom and it's not because like yeah you talk about how she died and how you want to punish whoever is responsible may have been involved in that but you're not actually getting to the actual root of the problem is like you're angry with yourself so you're you're stuck on that moment and not so much on the other moments that you had with her um but you know she is not in the space to <laughs> to, hear that right to now, receive which... that or yeah she, and she <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, um she also doesn't see clearly enough what Patricia is trying to say. So Patricia says, mm-hmm. um, root craft is used for healing, protection, and self-knowledge, but you don't want healing, protection, or self-knowledge. You want revenge. You want justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even with, like, Patricia, like, admits, you know, like, yes, I've been doing this a little bit unorthodox, right? Like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't the grief counseling that I would give to, like, any like other uh, UNC early college student because of your past and because of like the connections that you have. Um, and I, and I, she thought that she could help reprocess her grief and connect her to the Rootcraft community. But it's clear that um, Brie is just not on a path to healing. And so she says, there comes a time even when, or there comes a time when even path of support turns to endorsement and I won't endorse what you're doing with the order. I can't. And so she lets her know that she's going to reach out to her father and suggest a different therapist. In which case Brie like 
reels in like immediate like oh you're dumping me you're Mm -hmm. um, getting rid of me um like and feels like the sense of abandonment which is like girl your therapist is staring you straight in the eye (laughs) but i i get it like you can't see what you can't see and you can't process what you can't process until you're ready so um Mm -hmm. and so uh, Patricia is like, there is, um, I thought, or Patricia said, like, you know, I thought I could easy through grief by connecting you to your mother and our community, but I made a mistake. I brought the craft into our sessions when perhaps I shouldn't have, particularly as your mother never brought you into the fold herself. And... And then says, I want you to figure out who you are. We all deserve that answer and the journey it takes to find it. But I fear for you, Brie, and the path you have assigned yourself. I know that the order for what they're worth has worked for centuries to rid our plane of the creatures who cross over and take material form. They may fight monsters, but they aren't protectors. And she says, we call bloodcraft a curse because power taken and not returned incurs a debt. And the universe and the dead will always come to collect one way or another. The order has tied power to their bloodlines for hundreds of years. Tell me, Brie, how large do you think their debt is? Do you know how they pay it? The only currency that Bloodcraft accepts is suffering and death. And this goes back to like what we were talking about earlier with like, Brie, you're, you're on this path where after a while you don't have any other choice. You're tied to the order and you're tied to like what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. if you make it through this trial and you become a scion, like, and you take these oaths or like the longer you stay in this, in the orbit of the order, you inevitably are going to start collecting their debt as well. And so Patricia's saying like, as a therapist, I can't sit by and watch you do this because that's right. an endorsement of something that is like, not only just unhealthy, but like is dangerous and like. You know, I I'm honor bound. I'm duty. I'm oath bound. She's also oath bound in like her oath as a therapist to like not allow for her to harm herself or others. You know, um, and so she um, reaches for Bree's hand, gives it a final uh, brief squeeze, and leaves and leaves her. And that's where we end the chapter. Also, from Patricia's perspective, we don't know yet that Bree's bloodcraft is like is arthur is the um mm-hmm. actual like scion thing so as far as patricia knows the longer breeds with the order the more she's going to burn herself out from both ends from the root craft side and from the abatement uh, and order side of it too yeah i don't think patricia mm-hmm. even knows i mean they she told them about her mage flame um coming out of her arms and stuff but i don't think that they've actually Understood that, that is bloodcraft. Yeah, they have mm-hmm. no idea. Right? Well, I so- think I think Patricia was. I think Patricia that was like the theory mm-hmm. was yeah. that it was, bloodcraft. but they didn't get a chance to really explore it because she Bree ran away. Couldn't connect to her ancestors. Yeah. So it was like that was what they were trying to find out, and then they yeah they didn't get there. But it's the it's the suspicion, but not like it's a theory, but it's not a proven yeah, it's, yeah. Not proven it's a hypothesis, a- but it's not a proven theory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's a new year and we're so excited to bring you all kinds of nerdy and creative content, but we can't do that without your support. Becoming a BNC baddie helps us with the general upkeep of our site, upgrade equipment, and invest in the team's creative development. Go to help out your favorite nerds and stay for cool perks like monthly live streams, behind the scenes, and bonus content, and more. If supporting Black creators sounds like your bag, you can sign up at www.patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate. So yeah, so then so Brie is, you know, again, still not having a great time and is dwelling on what like her conversation with Patricia, but then she gets to the training room and those thoughts kind of fall to the wayside when she realizes that like something's happened. Um, so it turns out that yesterday afternoon, William barred Cell from performing the Warrior's Oath to bond uh, Sarah and Tor until he calmed down, with, which then only made Cell even more angry. Um, and then after that, Nick, Cell, and Lord Davis were overheard on a tense phone call uh, that lasted late into the night. There was shouting, even a scuffle. It ended with Cell smashing a chair and storming out of the front door. No one's seen Nick since. So... Cell's breaking down, Nick is breaking down, Bree is breaking down. Everybody's having a bad time. And, you know, it's all uh Lord Davis's fault. Not all of it. Bree, some you know, I would I would say Bree is responsible for getting herself in this situation, but all this other stuff is like Lord Davis has decided he wants to speed up Camlan and as such all of the like tensions and you know issues that folks have with each other are becoming heightened because they're all stressed that they're gonna have to like fight in this eternal war um when really the most they should be worrying about right now is school and classes and the trials could be a thing to worry about but they should have the amount of time the six weeks that is supposed to be dedicated to the trial right and the six weeks was already accelerated so this is like extra this is like all like a Um, week and a half like sir yeah yeah like he's it's yeah they have not had that much time to process and also in a week and a half two people in the southern chapter have been awakened yeah so right and just the southern chapter alone like there's and we we talked about like numerous times like cell is the oh they don't have any other merlins here so cell is stressed no cell is and that's the thing like he's the king's mage not the Mm, (laughs) but he's both he's not sadly they gotta be in both like y'all don't have y'all can't bring in some somebody else why can't there be a chapter mage or something regional mages where there's like one that's like roams the the region or something like something yeah because like you got all the other merlins what training and then going to do their little black ops missions against shadowborn but somebody i'm sure could come and be like all right i'm gonna manage just the chapter stuff like why is why is cell supposed to protect nick specifically and lead all of the raids against shadowborn across the campus like that just doesn't make it sense. really is a, it it's a second point that we keep coming back to. we keep what, coming though? back to but it's like this boy is overworked he, he still has class he really but is. no one's thinking about it it's like even if it wasn't like camlin was coming having a chapter mage and a king's mage when it's like sense. normal behavior and and daddy mm-hmm. davidson around opening gates like cell can obviously yeah. like help the chapter mage but then in a heightened moment so you have two people just helping at least like patrol and and do all that stuff at least um and then when it becomes more heightened they can like split off and 
you know, prioritize. Yeah. Like, all right. You got. Yeah. The running of. It was the- like at the end of the day, uh, Cell's primary oath is to Nick. So then. Mm-hmm. Not that, like, obviously, like, most of the Shadowborn are coming after Nick. So in some ways, yeah. the things are like, they can be conflated or consolidated or whatever. But, like, still, you got. What if you got a thing all the way across campus, but Nick is also in danger? So who's. I mean, yeah, you have your awakened scions or whatever, but. Still, it's 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 not making. And sense. if you think um, about it, trying too, to... like Nick can be upset with Cell and his methods, but like he didn't break his oath going after Bree. He's like, my primary oath is to make sure that I investigate all of these threats. What he explained to Bree when they were in that tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you can be upset with my method, but like, I didn't... I mean, we yeah, I mean it's it's the method, but he also was he was actively he was going after he and he knows that was yeah. like he no, was, I, it was it was it was both he was he was technically he was following the the letter of the law if not the spirit not the spirit it. yes but he definitely like could make that argument right so and he does like, and he and, and does and does um, um do you okay. think you're trying to imply that merlins can't be in the same proximity with each other for an extended amount of time Ooh, I don't think. I mean, maybe, I but I feel so. like we've seen other Merlins together, at least in Bloodmark. Um, right, but we don't know how long Merlins. they actually like work together. It felt like they had like squads. Yeah. I mean, we can we'll get we'll to get- it in more depth when we get to yeah Bloodmark, but it felt like they were in like. I'm oh, sorry. The only thing I could think of is like Shield, but it felt like they were in like crews. You know what I mean? They had a yeah. Team. Um. When you said squad, I think so, about, yeah, I, I think about Squirtle Squad, and it's a very funny picture for Merlin's <laughs> to be the squad with the shoes. Um, okay, so they get to training um, before Abri can check in with Nick to see what's going on. Um, but again, she just things keep getting worse. Uh, Sal and Jillian demo the longsword. Um, Bree sucks at the longsword, which is ironic but again she just got here um (laughs) but it's also ironic considering who she is um she's getting yeah just uh there's a point where she is fighting uh witty and she like gets disarmed jillian is shouting at her um she's like you have no stamina matthews what if your scion needed you you think you would have time to call oh do you think you call time with a Gwilgi is definitely not how you pronounce that. Yeah. Um, on your heels, and Bree wants to scream that she has no idea what that is. Um, at which same, you know, she's like, AW, you know? And she's like, that doesn't mean anything to me because I can't read it. Like, what is <laughs> it? Exactly. Um, so yeah, so then she gets home and she like kind of has to, you know, Alice is back, so she has to lie about what she's been doing. But she, it's pretty close to the truth. She says is like a scavenger hunt, obstacle courses, team building crap, like which is not wrong but yeah it's not untrue but definitely worse um then she he gets she gets a text from nick before she like right as she's going to sleep um he his dad sent a plane for him so that to join him at the northern chapter or and then show face at other chapters um things are getting worse up there just like um at unc gates opening where they haven't seen them before um but he'll be back for thursday's trial he tells her to trust jillian um and it's like you got this which is 
great lord davis is really he's trying to get he's just doing a lot he's really been traveling so much so that he can open these gates yeah but it was really funny because i was thinking about that when i like read that part too i'm like oh yeah there's more gates opening there interesting I at the same time that yeah. Lord Davis yeah, you're, the, you're there view. because you're there right. because more gates are opening up or are more gates opening up or... because you're there come on were you silent yeah um so then uh monday with the daggers is far worse than sunday with the long sword um it's funny because brie again is having a hard time but she's also like she's a sore loser so it's like compounded like so she has to keep reminding herself that she doesn't care about this and like she's not even trying to be a part of the order and you know uh like you know like that that's she's just like i don't even care this doesn't even matter anyway i'm just trying to do this for my mom but then she keeps losing and it's making her mad because she's losing <laughs> it's classic talented and like, kids, uh like issue where she's yeah, like she's, she's so yeah. good at like matter. academic stuff she's so good at so much stuff that she just like when she's not good at a thing she's like you know what f it like if i'm not automatically good at it it's not for me and as someone who does right. it a lot i see you i'm with it sounds like exactly. I'm, um but yeah, it's funny ball, but, my like, baby and it doesn't rain. You said what? Why might they be catching strays? I don't know, but she didn't. She's not in here. It sounds like Ami. When you live the life, when you live the life, you know what you do. And as again, as someone who who lives there, it's a conversation I have at least once a week. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, no. So. and I think also, obviously, it doesn't help that, like, Vaughn and Blake and even Sydney now are, like, you know, watching smugly and, like... Snickering. Snickering and being, mm-hmm. like, nasty about it. Um, and then on top... And then, of course, Cell is there watching and Brie is feeling self-conscious about the fact that Cell is watching. Um, and so she's yeah she's she's having a hard... She's having a hard time is all I can really say about this chapter. Um... So then Wednesday is also bad. Um, she spars with Sydney and Greer tries to give her a little bit of like like a tip, I guess, saying that like Brie is taller than Sydney um, and has and she has a longer reach. So Sydney knows that and will go for the str- for the sweep, which like is helpful. But Brie also doesn't have the like agility <laughs> to really <laughs> so it's like one of those things that you're seeing or the muscle far, memory like, to like or the muscle memory exactly. So like yeah and so like sydney again you just see that people somebody who's trained for a long time can has a better like muscle memory strategy like can kind of think on their feet quicker where there are moments where like uh brie knocks sydney down but then doesn't follow through because she's not thinking as quickly um so in the end sydney wins uh what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a few days ago, Sydney would have helped her up if begrudgingly. Now she smirks and walks away. Um. So the again, like the the competition, like their camaraderie that they kind of forged a little bit after the first trial is gone. Sydney's like not even. She's just back to being, you know. She's like, I don't traffic with little babies who can't actually fight. <laughs> I'm sorry, I said baby, and she looked right. <laughs> Nice. You about you. I am <laughs> almost years old. I am almost there. I got a month to go. 
How dare I be telling my I be telling my brother because he'll be like, I'm not a baby. I'm like, yes, sir. The way you just said that, it's giving baby. (laughs) (laughs) Do babies Um, explain they're not babies? I don't think so. Okay, so yeah, so she moves on, and again, Bree sees Cell looking at her again, um, and she's embarrassed because he watched her fail horribly. Practice ends. Jillian mentions that they can use the rooms at any time if they want to practice before tomorrow's trial. Sort of, you know, pointedly looks at Brie, but <laughs> leaves it at that. <laughs> She's like, you know, you can you have, it's open at any time. Brie's about to meet Greer at the door, feels Cell looking at her, realizes that he's kind of like, Lingering. he's waiting to talk to her and so she's like all right i'm gonna say um and they you know have a conversation so uh so he waits so greer is like are you sure you want to be here with cell and Bree's like yeah it's fine um and so then he waits until greer like disappears down the hall to then like be right behind her because this this he's not serious he's not a serious person um do you want to be squire his voice is inches behind me and i yelp even though i should expect his silent approach say it like he's just (laughs) out loud um (laughs) literally um so i love this moment of like so we talked about last episode about how cell finds out she's not a threat and then immediately just like disregards her is like you're not worth my time you're silly i'm bored by you like all of this and it's only been like a couple days and now he's suddenly like pretending like he's not interested but he's definitely interested at this point like you've been sitting here watching her for this like for the last four or five days um and well he's left to be fair he has left after his like okay so he's been watching her for the last like couple days yeah. like he was watching her yesterday and he's watching her today um if, even when he doesn't have to like do any demonstrations he's still like watching so then he asks uh do you want to be a squire um brie kind of thinks about like she's you know she's having a hard time figuring out how to answer because she does so that she'll be pow- powerful enough to demand an audience and the truth from the regents um but does she want to fight the war <laughs> is the question um and so cell kind of sees that conflict in her eyes and is like it's a yes or no question she says yes he hums and then he turns he throws his jacket off he grabs you know he's he's sitting in the middle of the room you know like warming up or whatever and Bree's like what's what's going on he says i've decided that watching you fail this spectacularly is too painful to bear get over here and i'm just like you excuse you he's just trying to... no it's just like he's trying so hard to pretend like he doesn't care but clearly he cares yeah. a lot he's, he's I, bothering I, him that's why i feel like he chose like yes he did have a plan and strategy in place to try to like confront Bree with hellhound for that challenge but he also was like i get to bully Bree. no one else just no one else <laughs> it's just me and how did I can call her a little baby and get away with it, but y'all can't get away with her can. a little baby. I can laugh at her ineptitude, but you like the whole you chapter can. laughing at her. This, no, no. I, Unacceptable. I draw the Unacceptable. line at anyone else but me being able to call her. Literally. <laughs> silly. Because then he, she's like, when she's like, huh? He goes, I'm offering to train you, silly thing. Like, why are you calling her silly? Be for real. Be serious. He knows it. Why are he you knows like it goes her. He knows it gets her goat. And he's, 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 like, he's figured. It's the one thing. That's the, that's the funniest thing to me is that she can read him down, but he just finds the one thing 
And then he keeps pressing on it. She can just read mm-hmm. anything about him. Mm-hmm. No, he's like, I got one he's thing, like, nope. one thing only, and I'm gonna use it every time. I'm gonna use it. Um. So then she's. So he kind of gives a further explanation, saying that um he says, let's just say I'm not particularly fond of bullies at the moment and the way they attack others' weaknesses. So again, he's been watching her. He's been watching Vaughn and Blake and Sydney and how they've been just like nasty to her during this time. And so I think like obviously again, like we were saying, like only he's allowed to uh <laughs> be mean to her, I guess. Um, only he can put baby in the and so whenever right. <laughs> and so- I've never watched that movie, but I know I've no heard that phrase. You're like, I know that, that phrase. Yeah. Um, Very good and it's also like, again, in the quote, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it's like, even though he, like, in the same way that she was kind of feeling a connection to him when, like, with, like, their anger and stuff, like, he also is finding, it's like, they're he's kind of aligning himself with her in the sense of, like, when he's referencing bullies, he's talking about, at the very least, Lord Davis, um, and probably Nick yeah and definitely the regents and you know what I mean so he's it's one of those moments where he's feeling like he understands the situation that she's in and because of like the anger and the issues that he's been dealing with um recently it just feels a lot more like they have that connection point um but again it's very funny because he was just one of her ops like not five days ago so (laughs) (laughs) the switch up is so real like um, that's what i'm saying so like, he is very much mad she's solange and he's Lil Wayne, and they got they got plenty to be mad about and they're just to get mad together so funny um and even still like there are these little moments where like so he says um he calls her an obstinate creature which again this vocabulary is hilarious but he says come here i'm serious i swear it um and so brie kind of makes that connection again with between him and nick and like they're I think she calls them yeah she calls them echoes like they're very similar in a lot of ways they have um like even though they seem very different they definitely like mirror each other um and so yeah that's just that was like kind of the last thing she notices and then she actually lets uh lets them train they, they talk briefly about her magic um abilities and he's like you haven't tried to like <laughs> learn how to control your ego. um and yeah but he's like i can still assist you ether furnace or not um and so he's not gonna help her win but lose less terribly so again like how nick said you have to lose well you don't necessarily have to win um so yeah that's that's where we leave uh leave off i think those echoes between him and both him and nick saying gonna lose better um and then also the swearing thing is good and i think that um I think that parallel for them both saying that you need to learn how to lose well is like them not getting her hopes up for like, like not don't get cocky. Like even if you do get good, like let's not like over like complicate your thoughts. And yeah. You think you can like, like actually win. Like you might be able to win, but I'm not even going to put that on you. You can, we're going to no. make you not lose badly. Lose. And also it's funny because it's like you did this the night before the trial. Right? Yeah. I know it probably took time to like decide that you're not going to be you know, you're gonna actually be interested in her or whatever. <laughs> but I think it's what I think he was holding to see as she was actually he's like she got improved in her body. She's not gonna mm-hmm. actually use it. Like he's like actually like waiting to see like maybe she'll push 
uh, further far enough, she would actually use it. And he's like, she really just gonna walk around here with the ability to punch a hole through a freaking um, hellhound and then not even like use it. It's like that sound is like, stop being so nice and show everybody how crazy you are. And he's like, uh, let's let's show everybody how crazy you are. Come on. But I think I it's also, I mean, he, because he kind of says like, I'm not going to go out of my way to like turn you in. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he but that's, also. Again, it's more passive. Yeah. But I think he also like, when he found out about like, you know, the mage flame and stuff, like, oh, she has no control over it. And so if she's getting beat up, it'll just happen. So I think he was wondering if she would kind of like tell on herself. Um, mm. And then since she hasn't burst in the mage flame and been dragged away into the dungeons, he's like, well, now I can't just watch you continue to go through this. Get embarrassed. As, a, as another mage uh, flame user, I just, this is sad. Um, so I... It's funny because we go from like that to directly into seeing how Bree feels about um, that combat training that she had last night with Cell. It at least gave her gives her hope. Um, and even throughout the whole practice session, she never reproduced uh, the Mage Flame. So she thinks that she has a, a handle on it. Um, and but she she feels like. I guess like slightly less like a baby if anything um <laughs> and um they are at this like par- like pre-party ahead of the trial and nick she's finally sees nick after his return from the northern chapter um and during her check-in with nick it certifies that he too is moving mad um just as he and as, as she and cell are um and not only are they both moving mad um, they are like sharing like similar like rhythm and like heartbeat and like mm-hmm. like breathing patterns and stuff, and so they're like the emotionally moment... and physically in tune. Yeah, um, and the moment where he's like, when she like tells him that one, I like that she tells him that she was trading with Cell and not like mm-hmm. keeping that a secret. I feel like that would yeah, but the fact that he gets mad and he's like, I ordered him not to. I'm like, you and Cell need couples therapy. Like, really? Patricia can't Patricia can't help you. Like Bree don't need to tell you about her. Like Mm-mm. Patricia don't need to be in this mess. But somebody, maybe she can give you a reference because right. y'all have like a Merlin who's good at psychology. Yeah. Like something um, seriously, a family therapist. Talk to William. I don't know, but get it, get it. Somebody. So what are, so yes, Nick is mad, still mad at Stell, and Brie is like, honestly mad right now. And who she's focusing on as her target of anger is Patricia for like dumping her in her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's her um, anger at Patricia is triggered um, when she's having a moment um, of like reliving how angry she is. And Nick is trying to like, get her to a, a more peaceful state and by saying like uh take deep breaths it reminds her of like how patricia does therapy and so to take deep breaths and she just like gets even like madder and then like targets uh nick a little bit with her anger um because he also says calm down and to be fair um as someone who's been socialized like as a woman right when people tell you to calm down it's like, do you know how much it took me to get my anger to show? Like, you know how much I had to right. turn down my anger multiple times and clamp it down for this one time for it to flare up? You're going to try to tell me to calm down? 
that's the answer so i understand calm down being like the worst thing to say to somebody when they're angry um but at the same time it's like you know that you actually do kind of need to calm down right like it's a flare <laughs> of like this is not the place nor the time that's also not the situation like, and you're it's not also actually like mad about anything that's happening right now you're mad about something else outside of this and it's also the sense of like within this context and again not not to like this Bree is reacting how she's reacting mm-hmm. and it's fine you know what I mean but he also is at, like the first thing he says is you're hurting and I don't know what to do please tell me what to do and like obviously yes there are like she says like I don't think there's anything you can do um but he's not coming to it in a sense of like trying to Answer. suppress her emotions he's just trying to help her like get through it in a way and like trying to support and like yeah it's a fumble like, I need that um she doesn't need that but that's also angering as well is like for someone to want to like say they want to help you um but instead of like i understand asking the person what to do that can help but someone's like i if i if i have to tell you what how to help me then we're i'm it's not gonna work because like, i just am not in a place where mm-hmm. i can tell you how i can be helped so, like it's just i can't do right. that right now i don't have to scream and it's also like it's a it's a it's a lose-lose situation right like it's not like it sucks i personally hate it like it's not there's not really anything to be done here a lot of the, what has to be done here is brie like is on brie um and so it's like you know <laughs> be here and try to like (laughs) just you know you can just be here I think that that is helpful I think the way that he pivots is I guess helpful it appeals to other things as well (laughs) and that pivot let's just talk about that is his pivot is here's my room key you can just (laughs) meeting in my bedroom part two um (laughs) once the trial is over and i'm out like i'm gonna be gone but you can just let yourself in and then i'll let myself in after you let yourself in and then oh girl (laughs) this is a family friendly pod i can't he said i can't help you with the with the emotions right now but i can maybe help you later with some i can give you some other emotions in the future you know what i'm saying if you feel like that's helpful for you And then they have this like back like, and forth moment of is like that really right? what he said? Is that really he has? And then they have a they have a back and forth moment where they're like in are like are you in the window me? Is are you tr- is this in the window or are you actually about it? Are you about it? I don't know. Are you about it? I don't know. And said, I'm like, about it if you're like he he lit, it's it's the same as yeah. like the other one where where she's like uh when he's talking about her feminine wiles and mm-hmm. he's like I'm sorry that people are saying shitty things to you but you know if you would if like to do that I just want to I, I know feminine wild me to like, be unleashed <laughs> right. I'm, I'm if you feel like that's what you want to do consider I'm, my door I'm, open I'm should you want to yeah. press on it you know what I mean it's already right it's already open if you're not trying to that's, that's fine. fine but if you are trying to that's also fine <laughs> <laughs> So um, it's very cute. It is, and it's funny. It's funny. Um, and so like, and they notice that people start looking at them. So they have this exchange. It's very uh, slow, and they just flicker the lights, um, and then they go in their opposite directions. With Brie going down to the prep area, thinking that she has at least one thing to look forward to, and again, that is meeting in the bedroom part death. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. They um, get to the combat trial. The combat trial is actually not far from the chapel um, in the woods, not far from the lodge. Um, and it's in a, a, a drawn circle in a ring. 
um every one of the pages and there's six of them are wearing the colors of the lines that they're representing that sponsored them um brie as she focuses in on like i'm here for my family not for these uh lines or whatever and it's like girl your family is the line of arthur that's that's the shade i just i that, it's she says it like twice where she goes like i think earlier in, a, in another, in like one of the, I think the first chapter that we've read today, she goes like, "I'm my family scion," mm-hmm. um, and then this one, I fight for my, I only fight for my family. I'm like, girl, you it's are one in the you're same. missing the point. It's one in the same. <laughs> you're you're missing it's a circle. It. It's not a line. It's not two points on <laughs> yeah. a graph. It's a it's a circle. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. You're like yes and, um, yep. <laughs> So um, each of the six pages are expected to enter the ring three times uh, for a total of nine matches overall. Um, And here's a quick breakdown of who does what. Um, Sydney beats Greer at quarterstaff, but then loses to Blake with longsword. Um, Bree's first match is against Sydney with dagger to which Bree loses. So that's Sydney two to one, basically. One, two and one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Witty beats Blake with daggers and then also beats Vaughn with quarterstaff, but loses to Greer with sword. Vaughn, meanwhile, is throwing an entire tantrum. Like, Hold- I, was, I was talking about mm-hmm. I was talking about uh, Weenie Babies. What's, his, what's his name? About no, I was talking about Bree being a sore loser. Yeah, Vaughn is on other shit. Like he is the epitome of a sore loser. He's not losing well. He is not he's losing like, well. Yeah, he's not a sport. Like, he's not a sports person. He's every, not even had that. Every scion is looking at him like pass. I don't even think I want him on my team. Like, <laughs> why is he allowed in the lodge? Like, I'm like come on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you think William is gonna pick you? No, Our, nah. Nick is already over you. Like he's like. <laughs> You already like, did a so racism. I don't want to lift, bro. You did racism now- to his candidate. Like, why would he? Like, you're. <laughs> he's not. He's, he's not. not uh... He's not clever. Yeah. He's not a clever kid. No. Um. Also, want to say that Vaughn's reactions. Like, I, I was thinking about this as like a. This is very much a classic case of why you should not build up in your head. Like, it's like, don't count your eggs before your chickens hatch. It's like, don't build out in your head mm-hmm. a story for how things are supposed to go because life doesn't always go the way you think it's supposed to go. And when you're disappointed in those things and you don't have the right outlet and ways to deal with those disappointments, you come off looking like and are a huge a-hole. And that is Vaughn to a mm-hmm. T. Yep. So that's Vaughn. Wait, wait. Vaughn is being an a-hole. And then not only... So Woody's looking good also two and one with Sydney. We mentioned that Brie, his first match uh, is with Sydney where she loses with Dagger. Her second match, however, is with Blake with Quarterstaff and she wins. And as she looks up, she looks for Afro. So she got affirmation from Nick um, when she first entered the ring. He smiled at her and kind of gives her like a pump up sign or whatever. Very much she's a pastor kind of Nick that we keep talking about, that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her, she's so in her head about like how she's unprepared in comparison to everyone else that that just makes her more anxious she's like he doesn't he doesn't realize how under unprepared i am he's not been here to see right he's like he hasn't been sitting through these trials. he's like confident in me it's a false confidence (laughs) because he don't know how bad i am i'm trash 
so initially like her he gives her like anxiety around like when she looks at him she feels anxiety so when she looks up for affirmation after winning with blake she looks up at cell who classic cell spider monkey freaking behavior is up in the tree tree, isn't he I get it. As an introvert, he's like, I'm not trying I don't to be, be where the crowd people. is. They're all pissing me off. Yeah, and I just want to be, I want to watch. Obviously, I need to watch. I have to be here. But we're in the woods. I'm going to be in a tree. And to be fair. <laughs> like, don't talk Bree, to me. That was also Bree's, like, starting move with her first trial. She was up in that tree, too. So I feel like there's yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, I'm the tree. It's a thing. I will also say, before they, before the actual fight, before she actually fights Blake, uh, there's a point where Blake is trying to, like, intimidate her. And she's just like, Cell has literally... And then threaten me immediately <laughs> after that. Like you with your little like baby snarl, it's giving nothing. It's giving like a little fox, like in the woods. Like, like bruh, yeah. I've been mauled by hellhounds. So come on. Same. Hounds, foxes. You're gonna, you're gonna have to come harder than that. You're gonna come a little bit harder. A little bit harder. So she wins that. Everyone's shocked. Like, everybody looking around. Like, first, uh, I will say the first match with Sydney, she does well enough in a match with Sydney that people are looking at her like Pikachu open mouth. Like, what? Right. Because the only reason she loses is because she steps out of bounds. Right. Which she might have still she lost after, still, right. but that's like. Yeah. But it also, she kind of had, she made Sydney work for yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, nobody expected her for it. She loses well. Yes. Mm. Bond. Take She's notes. losing it and losing it and losing it well. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh god. Was not expecting that. <laughs> no, me neither. I'm sorry. So she but she does win to Blake. And again, she that's another thing is that so she lasts longer in the ring with Sydney than people expect. She lasts even longer in the ring with Blake. Like she's just like in there. And that's what wears Blake down and her to uh, gives her time to uh, get the offensive and take him out. And then um her I feel like did I talk about Greer um, has a match. Um, Greer has uh, lost to Vaughn with Dagger. And again, I forget. I didn't see. Oh, yeah. And Matt also lost to Sydney at quarterstaff. So is um, only successful. And so it's like one and two with beating Witty with a sword. I, I like their interaction with Witty on a field. Like they went with it. Like like that. they're the best example of sportsmanship the whole trial. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really cute to see their like friendship, like just being like, oh, we're going to just, we're going to spar and whoever wins, wins. And so that, that's how uh, Greer comes out. It's also sad that Greer is best with sword. And it's like Bree's going for that spot. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of going for that spot um, in the sword, Bree's final match is with Vaughn, and it is. Sword. It had to be done, obviously. It really but... had to. It really <laughs> it's like, had I to. I hate this because he's gross. Yes, and I hate him. But, but it had it had it, to be done, and I was offended by, um, and it's not a, it's not a big offense, like whatever. But I was offended by it by the fact that like, um, whenever um she and Vaughn are called for the last match, like the signs murmur to one another, and it's like. Uh, she says apparently new she thinks apparently news of our rivalry has spread but like i am offended by the thought of it being called a rivalry and not actually what it is it's like bond being a big racist bully to mm-hmm. brie and brie responding like in the winner that she should like her aggression is not out of like oh 
like that we're just like uh sparring nemesis like no he's literally a bad person and she has to defend herself against a bad person it's not a rivalry Yeah, that's something that always makes me really upset when people call something like uh, rivalry or some sort of, you know, like try to make it seem like it's like even ground. Yeah, like anytime William is up against someone that she has beat 16 times and they won once and they're like the the biggest rivalry in tennis. That's not (laughs) Serena's not even. When has Serena ever mentioned thinking about you once in her life? She not losing sleep over y'all. She she not thinking about y'all. Y'all most of them you doping up to make it easy to even get that one or two wins. Mm -hmm. Or she was pregnant or her, you know, or hurt. So I, that's a big, yeah. I hate that. I hate it like, so much. Yeah. Let the rivalry be earned. Let's not. Yeah. Like, it, it offends the actual, like, spirit of actual rivalry. Because those are interesting. Yeah. Those are more yeah. nuanced mm-hmm. and are interesting. When you put actual, like, hate or, like, just, like, an uneven ground as a ri- rivalry, you're just undercutting the actual meaning of rivalry. Yeah, and Vaughn immediately reminds us of that with like his actions because yeah, he's an misogynist. Animal. Yeah, just yeah, racist, sexist, all of that. The worst. The worst. <laughs> um, someone has been watching Parks and Rec lately. <laughs> oh no, it's always on my mind. It's always there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna like read through this part of the passage because it's like the the where we are. Um, so, um, Greer and Witty say something encouraging to Bree as she starts to go towards the ring, and Nick sits up as she passes the viewing area to pick her sword. She looks away from his expression, worried expression, before she can think um, too much about it, and she starts. So she goes in and she faces Vaughn, who is prowling back and forth in the center of the ring, waiting for her, giving very much Donald Trump during the debate with Hillary Clinton, if you want to call that a debate. Like, just, like, in the space. That was a crazy thing that happened. It really was. I don't think people think of how absurd that was. It was absurd. That's just a part of our national history. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. We, we... Um... When and then this is what Jillian has to do. She has to, this is how J- well Jillian knows his freaking kind of like um emotions and how he works and operates. When as soon as Bree steps onto the mat, Jillian calls for a clean match and she looks at Bree saying, The match is over when one opponent yields or steps or loses a weapon outside of the ring. And she looks at Vaughn and says, No headshots because she knows he's a dirty player. Mm-hmm. Um the short high whistle starts and then um, Vaughn sways in his stance, tossing his blade hand-to-hand cocky. Every time he catches the hill under the cross guard, he shows his muscles and rolls his biceps, like, tauntingly. And he says, no shame in yielding now, Matthews. And then, again, and this, like, whole rivalry kind of, like, air, Greer cheers and says, don't listen to him, breed. I'm like, child, no. Don't be doing this. Like, I get it. I get it. But No. Um, and, uh, Bree says, I don't want to listen to Greer, but I can't help, but, uh, I don't, I don't want to listen to Vaughn, but I can't help but hear his low mocking laugh. Can't help but notice his eyes me- uh, meandering up her body, starting at her legs and then lingering over her hips and chest. Fine, he says, stay. So only that she can hear him. I don't mind the view. 
And that is when you I get, literally wrote, I was just like, he's been. him when he walked before. That is when you get uh, a swift to the balls. Yeah, Literally. Same it, well, or, or to the face, right? Doesn't she, mm-hmm. she get look, him look to at, the face? He deserves yeah, everything, bad that ever, everything bad that ever happens to him. He deserves it. Every single thing. Oh, yeah. Like, he, 100%. nothing he does will ever, um, like, redeem what he's doing. Like, he deserves no. every bad no. thing. Agreed. Um, 100%. So... We know what he's doing, right? He's trying to throw uh, Brie off, but he's also just being himself. Um, and Brie says that anger floods her in reaction to this, but she doesn't want to give him the satisfaction of an emotional and undisciplined attack. He shrugs as to say, have it your way, and then lunges at her. He strikes her quickly um, and his big black blade, which also phallic and black, and he chose it. I just, there's a lot of like undertones and stuff here that whistles when it swings. She parries and then catches the broadside of his sword against the hardest part of her own sword, and they leap back. Um, so he's again, he's swinging his thing around, smiling about being able to catch her and do all this kind of stuff with it. He surges forward, brings the blade down with an overhead strike. She raises her sword to block it, but then he stalls, leans back, and then kicks her hard in the stomach. This makes Bree stumble, and she has a dizzying cocktail of nausea and pain in reaction to it. Um, Vaughn steps in and she's barely able to turn her sword to meet the low hack that he does try to make at her legs. He then charges her again, swinging, um, and she makes an easy kind of basic step towards her. And it is at the same time, she's starting to cough and blood comes and fills her mouth. Uh, Vaughn reacts with a feral humor in his eyes and she then realizes what's actually going down. He had kicked her in his stomach strategically. And with every twist and stretch and pivot, it's harder for her to keep moving because of the internal bleeding she's having. He is toying with her. Um, and this puts Brie in a white hot after Brie fury. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, nope. This real, she's like, the strategizing, I've not been able. Yeah, she's like, I've not been able to be in a strategizing place for too long with training. Y'all are all above me on that. But what you're not going to do. Without petty. No. Never. That is in my bones. I meant every silver-tongued barb I threw at you when I read you the other day. And Mm -hmm. I'm about to read you in this ring, too. And so the world around her blurs in that same, like, Mr. Krabs meme blur. And (laughs) next thing you know... (laughs) um, uh, Brie shifts her grip, preparing for a two-handed blow to his ribs, and then she remembers Cell's last lesson to her. Typical anger can hinder or help, but the kind that burns your gut, that's fury, and fury is meant to be used. So she picks up, uh, that, like, is putting her back in mind. It's of giving training. Melinda May. Yeah. <laughs> um, she th- puts her back in, like, the small amount of muscle memory she has from, like, training with Cell. And she's using that to twist and pivot and use the flat of her blade to smack his fingers and break his grip to their, his sword. Both of their swords fall to the ground and Vaughn looks up, shocked, and then lunges for her, but she's already in the air. Spider monkey. Um, <laughs> his momentum carries him forward right into her flying knee, which makes his head snap all the way back. And if that's not just beautiful imagery. Yeah, got him. Got him. His spine hits the mat, the blood streams from across his nose and mouth, and for a second, the woods are completely silent. And then, Russ, of all people, jumps to his feet and whoops, <laughs> triggering a wave of shouts and applause. 
Vaughn rocks slightly, his hands covering his face. But guess what? He ain't getting up. Period. That knocked out <laughs> just another TKO. There ain't no love there, but no. Right. <laughs> and uh, Jillian calls match to Matthews with an astonished smile. At some point, Nick had gotten up from his chair. I'm sure everybody was looking at like, what? Um, right, because Nick, Nick over here, he's looking like, so I know his nails. Like, you know when, you do, when you put your hands together and you just, you're holding it, he's sitting there like this. Oh, he's like, he's biting his nails. He's, he's like, hands up. He's doing the like, he's doing the like, uh, the like coach, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the dad coach. That's what he's doing. On the sidelines, like, like oh, the field goal. He's like, then he's standing like, up. He's like, I just gotta, his arms were I crossed. Mean, he was watching with his arms crossed. <laughs> He was possessed. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, he got up from his chair and approached the outer ring. He stands there at the outer ring, feet just touching the red paint, wearing the most beautiful smile that Bree's ever seen. She takes a stumbling step forward and triumph fizzes in her chest. She could burst with it. Nick's gaze locks into hers, his eyes widening, and then his smile falls. He roars her name, and then Vaughn's blade swings down in her peripheral vision. She heats a deer, deep crack in her collarbone before she feels it. And when the pain comes, the darkness follows, they're shouting, and then there's silence. People be getting hurt hurt in this book. It's kind of crazy. Like, I know they have William, and so it's okay, but they be breaking bones. Like, and I feel like they be doing things like they know William is there. They she already broke William some fingers available. earlier. Really? Yeah. She broke some fingers just like Training. a couple of days ago. Training. That's what I'm saying. See, like, I feel like crazy. they go hard because they know William is there. Like, I feel yeah. like if William wasn't right. there, they wouldn't. That's what. I, yeah, exactly. They're they, like they we're not. A little bit we of don't need any guards against us because we have a. Yeah, I wonder if the other chapters are as reckless with their. Uh... I mean, in this case, this was Vaughn, and again, fucking the worst. But like, just in general, <laughs> I'm curious if they're as yeah. uh, reckless with their trainings and stuff because. They only have one scion of Gawain. Um, who's your MVP? Bree. Um, I just realized I didn't put it in. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. I mean, I just think that like <clears throat> there are times in which I worry about if Bree should be MVP if if we are, you know that like uh, Toy Story where it's like that's not flying, that's falling with style. Like <laughs> I feel like sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I'm like yeah. girl, like the 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 swag <laughs> which with you are continuing to traumatize yourself and not get the help you need. But the but you but the swag in which you were doing it with can't be mm-hmm. denied. Uh, this was like one of those yeah. for cha- like the earlier chapter thirty three when she's like talking to Patricia and you know just being kind of obtuse about her own healing, um, and then like the way in which she's dealing with anger and like after we coming out with training and stuff like that, but. She does, she is able to like channel all of that and like come out on top ish. I still want her to get some help, but yeah, 
I'm I'm of a similar thought. Like I made her my MVP. Mm-hmm. I like thought about Patricia, but she wasn't in it like yeah. a lot. So then I kind of felt like should she should I make her MVP? So I wasn't sure. Well, Patricia was and like three again. It's like she's, oh yeah, absolutely. Like no, you know, all bars, no losses. I think that I think that there are ways that she could handle it better. But again, like I think she's also someone who. Like, we've kind of seen time and time again, again, Brie is my MVP, but just to talk about Patricia for a second, we've seen time and time again how she'll make a decision. She kind of realizes, oh, I didn't handle that correctly, or I could have done it differently, and she pivots. So, like, we'll see another pivot later, too. So, like, I am I appreciate that about her. But with Brie, I do appreciate, again, yeah, she needs, she needs help. She needs to heal. And obviously, she's not in the space to do that right now. But her able, being able to take that and channel it into something that still like, you know, gets her closer to her goal, whether she should have that goal or not, you know. I think that she did a good job. Also, you know, Vaughn deserved that knee to the face. Sure so. did. That was long time coming for him. <laughs> that, was, that was a so, you was know, destined in the cars and the will of destiny. He needed that knee exactly. to the face. Exactly. He needed it. He needed um, it. We needed it. Everybody. The universe needed it. <laughs> I and speaking of Patricia, that is my um my my MVP. Um, I feel like Trish, uh, Patricia slash Doctor Hartwood, um, and um all of us on this on Wizard Team are all in the same place. We are the Michael Jordan uh, gif of like stop, get some help, like. <laughs> And I feel like Patricia like did a like something that was really hard, which is like she knows the place that Brie is in and the lack of support she has on campus to get those things done and how she's in a like a very dangerous situation within the order um, and still takes the necessary steps to try to, I don't know if it's like, it's just kind of like to set the the bar, the minimum for Brie to like, like help her like see like through her own BSing or like her own like grief. Yes, all grief, like that's not BS, but like how she's she's like BSing herself by burying that grief in other things. And Patricia took the very necessary step of being like, hey, um, this is very destructive. This is not at all something that can be like, we can call you in practice if you're not actually going to be in practice, you're being destructive. Mm-hmm. And we need to talk about that. And you need to get a handle on how much you're being destructive. And I think Brie, to a certain part of her brain, hears it and realizes she's not in a place to actually get anywhere on it. And so she deflects herself back into the BS because she does not want Mm -hmm. to get to that place right now. Um, And I appreciate that there's something that, as a trained professional, uh, that Dr. Hartwood was like, I'm not going to allow her to keep moving in destruction without getting checked on it. Um, before she keeps moving forward and I appreciated that is this a part of a story and it's part of like Bree's journey in general I also think too um, and then we can go on a bit like it's sometimes it is important to get dumped or to be confronted with those things in order to then move to the next level and I do think that like I've been dumped by a therapist before it sucks because you're like yo am I irredeemable um, and, but it does also kind of become one of those like moments that spur you on to the next thing and I think that Patricia recognizing like I'm not able to get you where you need to go because also because of like me weaving woodcraft into our sessions and stuff but um you do need to be you need like a little kick a little kick in the butt so here you go and yeah shout out to her 
Um, okay, benched. I think we're all unanimous here. Um, <laughs> you, didn't, you couldn't tell from how we um, reacted to his freaking him. Every time Vaughn has shown up in this book, each of us has been like, F that man. He can. He's horrible. He is deplorable. He is the gutter. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that. Thank you for listening. Join us next week when we discuss chapters 36 through 38. Wizard Team is part of the Black Nerds Create Collective. If you want to keep up with our content, you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Wizard Team Pod and at Black Nerds Create. Bye! Bye.